tonight, when we get the chance, we cut Tajmil loose. Hello, and welcome back to the Lost Legends of Scadriel Mistborn Adventure Game Podcast. I'm your host and narrator, Trevor, and with me I have the Fluffles Gang. I am John, I go by Clovermite Online, and I play Tony Darkomancy. I'm David, and I play Lord Falcone. My name is Brian, and my character's called Tajmil. I'm Kelly, and I play Merida. Let's jump back in. Um, how, uh, how do you guys want to go about entering into this? Um, it's the night of the party. We are ready to go ahead and get started, and, um, everybody's going to be getting to their places and getting ready to go. Uh, do we want to start with, uh, Tony and Merida? Yeah. Sure. And, uh, to describe my outfit, Tony is wearing a luxurious, like, um, slightly light, like royal blue. It's like a royal blue tuxedo with, uh, you know, dark black, but kind of shiny peak lapels on his tuxedo. And he's got like a, a frilly, fluffy white shirt underneath, um, but with room for a nice, uh, we'll say it's a gold bow tie. And his top hat is uh, actually also like a, a darker royal blue with gold trimming. And he has like golden threads, uh, you know, kind of lining the pockets of his, of his tuxedo jacket and, and pants. And, and he's wearing like the, the, the really bright fancy, like, um, I forget the, what the term for it, but the really like lacquered type of tuxedo shoes as well. And he's got, He's got a, a flowing cape behind him as well that is navy blue on top and on the inside it it has uh some gold threads uh, that that kind of shimmer a bit. And and for Fluffles, he instead of his normal red bow on the rabbit pelt, and now there's like five rabbit pelts tied to him since he's so big. Mm-hmm. And so instead of the normal red red bow and ribbon. It's golden. Uh, Kelly, do you want to describe Merida's uh, dress again? So Merida is dressed in an emerald ball gown that's floor length. Um, she has sheer, sheer long sleeves, and it's um, the top part of her dress is embroidered with a golden thread. Uh, do either of you want to kind of describe how the ballroom looks? Um, I'll leave that up to you. Okay, um, so you walk in, and the um, the most striking thing about the Lord Mistborn's mansion is that um, how much it's changed over the past 20 years. So you look towards the back of the house, and you can see obvious, like, rough-hewn, log-cabin-style housing. And then, over time, the newly added-on parts of the structure um, have be- uh, became more and more, uh, I don't want to say industrial, but processed. Um, and less rough material as like time has gone by and lumber mills have started to get up and running 
and it was less of a we need to get these houses up now and more of we can start to build the city um the mansion has kind of evolved with the city in that fashion um and so you are led to uh when you arrive instead of the front door that you've come in before um when doing your business with the lord mistborn's mansion you go to a side of the um house where another path splits off that leads you directly into this ballroom which is uh not as grand or as large as the ballrooms that you would imagine in the previous era maintained by the uh, noble houses. Um, there are no stained glass displays, uh, no large uh, displays of ostentation or wealth, uh, but it is a very nice, well-lit um, area that has obviously been set aside for the purpose of uh, gathering the town and having these sorts of functions and parties and balls to uh, at least give uh, some people who were used to that sort of decadence uh, a small sense of the familiar as well as to bring the uh, the community closer together. So it's there's nothing super fancy about it. You know, maybe a couple of windows that are curved arches instead of the normal square in the side of the room, but there's no sweeping tapestries, no... Uh, no golden decaled wallpaper or anything of that fashion. It's all, if not utilitarian, then um, very, uh, very functional. Okay. Uh, you two walk into the ballroom. Um, you see that on one side of it, a stage has been set up. Um, there is a small collection of band instruments, uh, a lot of woodwinds and strings, um, but the uh, music has not quite started yet because you're fairly early to the occasion. Um, you had to give a, your uh, invitation to them when they walked in, but then they did recognize you as a guest of honor um, and gave both of you a uh, very particular yellow flower that was uh, pinned to your dress and your uh, lapel. Um, to each of you and um tony the first thing that you notice when you walk in is that your mother is sitting at a table fairly close to the stage and uh standing next to the table talking with a couple of uh of the townsfolk is jim darkomancy uh jim darkomancy is dressed from head to toe in pure white with gold trim his jacket resembles that of a tuxedo and a suit coat, except in the very front where it would normally button. It has been tailored to resemble the um, last emperor's uh, uniform, his war uniform of uh, the white with the golden straps and the buttons going across in a very militaristic fashion. Uh, his top hat is pure white, it is very tall, but instead of the normal band of plain ribbon that goes around the side. Uh, there is lace embroidery that resembles uh, the shape of a, of a crown in gold at the bottom of the hat. Um, and then the rest of the outfit uh, resembles just a regular white suit that you would see complete with shoes. But instead of a normal cape um, that you might have on the back of a tuxedo like you've had before, uh, he's also had a white cape tailored to look more like a mistborn or a mist cloak and so it's got the strips flowing down 
And as he's standing there by himself, um, with, you know, in the inside of the room, the individual tassels of this mist cloak keep writhing behind him as if he's flying through the air. Tony immediately scowls at him. <laughs> not, not like trying to get his attention, but just involuntary as he sees him, just immediately turns to a scowl. <laughs> and then uh, afterwards, Tony immediately, like, runs up to the magicians to ask them if they know how to play the final Ashfall. The final Ashfall. Um, go ahead and give me a charm. Charm? Yep. Ooh, I finally got something. I got threes. Uh, yeah, they, they do happen to know the song, and I assume that you're asking them to perform it when you're uh, on stage doing your act yeah yeah he's like i want i want you to play this when i go up on stage to do my magic yeah they they definitely agree um to uh get that going for you when you step up on the stage awesome and then tony tony goes back to merida and i i assume there's like um tables set out like for a banquet or something uh yeah there are uh tables there's one head table that's sort of perpendicular to the stage on another wall of the room. Uh, you notice if you're if you investigate closer, you would know that there is a spot on the table that's been saved for uh, Lord Spook, and next to Lord Spook, Jim has been seated. But um, there is no place for you or the rest of the Lost Legends at that table. Instead, there is a table um, immediately beside the head table where you are able to find placeholders with your names. Um, so Tony just goes and um, sits himself down with Fluffles in tow and pets Fluffles, eagerly waiting his opportunity to go up on stage. Uh, Merida, what do you do when you first get in? I think she's going to like stare at Jim for a little bit, because I don't think she real Well, she didn't realize how... like influential he was because like his outfit is like very very over the top <laughs> but yeah she's gonna after that she's gonna follow uh tony to the table okay um let's jump over to uh lord falcom and tajmil um you are in the staging building uh that you met at the day before not too far away with um Everybody except for Glim, uh, I think is the right one. Let me double check their powers. But he has uh, been inserted on the uh, waitstaff. Okay, awesome. Um, Lord Falcone would suggest that him and Tajmil and Snee go in together, and the rest enter surreptitiously, surreptitiously and... Uh, me and Tajmil can kind of distract some staff while they, like, sneak by or whatever. And we're going towards the, uh, Lord Spook's actual, uh, area. Okay, um, so the house itself is inside of a fenced-in area. Um, I don't know how detailed we got into before when talking about, um, Kelly's solo episode as Merida, but, um... There are a couple of balconies on the second floor that they know guards will come out of on part of their controls, as well as the um, windows all around the building 
uh, don't seem to necessarily be guarded that closely when they notice somebody coming in. Uh, they did tell you that there is definitely a seeker on staff who reacted immediately to Lady Fatine's allomancy when she tried to breach when she came with Merida. Um, uh, but the one thing is that there's not necessarily any easy access doors that are out of the way to the uh, old style of the house. They've built onto the front door of the house to build the rest of the mansion. Okay. Um, so did that mean that the, we didn't have to do a roll to have uh, them get past the guards or? Uh, well, we, you haven't quite gotten in yet. So I was just making sure that like everybody had all of the up-to-date information. No. Okay. So, but, but we could go to an area of the mansion that's nearby like yeah, closely and you could adjacent possibly to even the... try and get into a window of the old style because, like, I kind of imagine like it's back center, and they've like built onto the both wings of the house and then expanded in the front after building on the wings. And so the ballroom would then be like caddy corner with that portion of the house. Okay, because Lord Falcom is going to try and sneak. Or like walk in with Taj Mail because they're invited, and then say Snee is like a servant that we're bringing. Okay, so you're gonna go in to through the ballroom. Well, I thought that that might be the easiest way to access it before I knew it was like adjacent in a yard, surrounded. You know. Yeah, the ballroom is definitely still part of the house. Um, it takes up a whole long section of it. Uh, but, like, there's no access from that part of the ballroom to that part of the house. You'd still have to go through the house um, to get in. Okay. Does that but, make sense? But I basically, can, I can make yeah. A for you if you'd like. All right. But what what I'm trying to do is go through the house as if we're trying to get to the the ballroom and then make up some excuse, go to, like, a side room, and then maybe sneak the rest of the crew through that way. Because okay. I feel like if we walk in six deep and we're just like, yo, here's two invites, it's not going to go well for oh, us. Oh, yeah. So you're, uh, you're either trying to make an opportunity for them to get in, or if that's not possible, them get in their own way and meet up in that section of the house, basically. Yeah, and we can have some preordained signal, like we'll hang up. We'll shoot Sonichu out a window. Yeah, because I was getting ready to ask, like, where do I find all my abilities I've added to Sonichu? Uh, you should have a character sheet for Sonichu. I mean, but I didn't see anything under there. It's blank. Uh, it's under it powers. Says... Speaking, Messenger Crow, Distraction Crow. Oh, there it is. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Sonichu might be the most well-developed character here. <laughs> I mean, it's actually going to possibly come in useful because he can do distraction now. I mean, after putting 15 plus advancements in him, I hope he becomes useful. <laughs> I I keep forgetting oh. I have it, though. Yeah. Uh, so, Brian, are you good with this plan? I'm good with this plan, yeah. Just going to kind of play it out at first, see uh, see what happens. Um, David, give me a charm roll. I'm not, I'm not great at those. Uh, sure. So, 
I got a pair of twos and a five. Um, tell you what, Lord Falcom, this party isn't really my sort of thing. I'm, uh, I don't like to rub elbows with those kind of people, if only so they don't know my face. Um, some of them might bear some grudges from, uh, well, anyway, uh, I think that maybe you should take Lady Fatine in with you, and I'll go with the rest of these schlubs. That's fine. I was just, I thought of you, and, uh, thought you might want to come along. I guess you could pull yourself up to whatever window that we're going to go through. And believe me, I am much better company than Tessie. <laughs> now she's got me there. I can't imagine you being wrong either. So, all right, we have our our general plan then. Okay, and um. And Tajmil, don't steal anything. Just play it cool. For now, I'm gonna be looking for good places to set up uh that movie from. The uh, 90s about Christmas time, boy alone. Octong! <laughs> Octong! You you get take several pecks to the ear. <laughs> Alright, so we're ready to go. Uh, we'd probably time it for right after the party started, so like everybody's there already. Um, Everybody give me a spirit roll. Uh, everybody, I mean, um, Tajmil and Fal- uh, Falcom. I got nothing. Four, two, three. Because I only rolled three because I have one spent, right? Um, I think your spent got reset overnight if you didn't reset any of those. No, 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 but I spent it today. Oh, okay. Or, like, during those beats that we did. I got uh two twos and three sixes and a three. Uh okay. Um so what uh ends up happening is you um step forward and you present your invitations and um you are not able to flat out convince them that uh she should be allowed in as your guest. And then uh Lady Fatine steps between you and Dorman and she starts to flirt with him a little bit. And starts talking about how uh, she seems to have just left her invitation in the carriage. um, And she doesn't want to make a big deal about it. And she doesn't want to get any of the servants in trouble or anything like that. And as she's able to do that, Tajmil, you see an opportunity um, to just quick as a whip uh, step forward, snatch an invitation out of uh, where he's been collecting them. And then just say, oh, I found it. Here it is. We've got it for her. And... uh, so you're able to get her in without a hitch. The team got All two right, threes the... on her charm roll. Nice. So we'll go and try and find a convenient side room that, like, maybe has a a way an easy access out to the area we need to go of the old mansion, and hang our uh, or do our little bird signal. Okay, um, let's, uh, yeah, we can go ahead and resolve that. Give me a wits roll for both of you. I got another pair of twos. 
I got two fives, a two, and a one. Ooh. Okay. Um, so, Falcom, you look around and you quickly see a uh, door that you identify as being one that will be able to get you to the part of the house that you're trying to get to. Um, as you get up to the door, um, you realize that it's locked. Um, and so give me a physique roll. All right, guys. Watch my back, and he's going to, like, motion so Tajmil and Fatin can look around and make sure nobody's watching him. And since they're there, he'll pop a little vial of metals. And uh, Tajmil, as you help move through the crowd, um, you kind of go into this mindset that you uh, find yourself relying on when you're flying through the air um, and trying to determine different anchors and stuff. And you just kind of float through the crowd. Um, and as you do this, you feel very confident that not only have you like been able to not draw attention to yourself, but you feel certain that nobody at this party has even noticed you. Okay. Sweet. All right, Trevor, I, like I got uh, three twos. That's my favorite number tonight. And two nudges. Yeah, with the two nudges, you're able to break the lock on this door uh, pretty easily and uh, get it open. And you slip through with uh, Lady Fatine and Tajmil behind you. Um, let's jump over to Tony and Merda. Um, you see, uh, Lord Falcombe and Tajmil come in with Lady Fatine. Um, are you reacting to that in any way? Uh, Tony immediately stands up and shouts, Lord Falcombe, and, and waves at him. I think Merida's gonna grab him and pull him back down to the table. What? It's, it's Lord Falcombe. Yes, but don't notice him. Don't make a scene yet. Oh, right. Trying to be sneaky. God. Mitter shakes her head. Sorry, Lord Falcombe. I didn't mean to call attention to you. Mitter's gonna slap her hand over his mouth and just be like, Tony, sit down. Tony sits down. As you are shouting, uh, a head kind of turns from the other side of the room, and uh, Falster Bornham gets a big smile on his face, and he comes and sits in front of you, and uh, he leans forward. Uh, hey, I, uh, I'm glad to see you here. Uh, f first off, I do have something for you. And he pulls off, uh, pulls out one charge of the flash paper and two of the fireball charges for you and passes them across the table. I thought uh, you might need these for tonight. Wow, thank you so much, Mr. Bornham. And, I mean, Fauster. And, and he, he gives him a big hug again and, and shakes his hand. Th this will be so useful. I was, I was trying to make my own at home, but I couldn't figure it out. Oh, um, you didn't burn the place down or anything, did you? No, I, 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 I found out that mud definitely does not, is not set on fire. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, uh, I hope that you were able to get it all cleaned out of there, because that doesn't sound like it'll be very good for the, uh, for the mechanisms. But, um, I also wanted to say that I make a cousin and... Boy, he's kind of a stick in the mud, isn't he? Yeah, uh, we're not exactly on good terms. <laughs> well, um, I got I got you back tonight. I you know, I'll be rooting for you the whole way. 
Um, but I, I do gotta say, at the very least, that's kind of kind of intimidating with the tassels that just keep waving. Don't worry, with with this, this is gonna be some of the best magic anyone has ever seen. And Tony immediately starts like he cleans out a little bit the device after Fausto tells him it needs to be cleaned, and then starts reloading the charges. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to your show, and uh, you know, best of luck with everything here. If you have, if you need anything, I'm just right over there at that table with my wife. Oh yeah, did did you bring any? I forget. Does he have kids? Uh, yeah, he definitely has kids. Oh, did you bring the little ones? I'll come meet them. Oh no, they they stayed at home this time. Uh, you know, it's not often that we have a chance to get out like this. So, uh, oh, any opportunity that, that you get, you take He's it. He's single, isn't he? <laughs> No, he, he is alive. Oh, he seems so suspicious. Yeah. Faust? No, he's, he's she. You've met I? his wife, or at least Tony has. Yeah, yeah. You and we, he's we specifically saying he's getting out without his kids with his oh, wife. Oh, okay. Like he's yeah, specifically yeah. saying, no, we left the kids at home because we wanted to spend time nice. together. Well, I'll come over and say hi to the missus then. Oh, sure. And he takes name. you over. Um, and uh, I don't think that we really need to necessarily roleplay that, but you spend some time talking with them. Um, Merida, is there anything that you're trying to do or anyone that you're trying to talk to during the party? Uh, I think Merida is going to go ahead and try to um, examine the stage and try to find points. That would be probably good to start a fire, like any easily flammable stuff or <laughs> fabric or anything. Okay, uh, go ahead and give me a witch roll. Okay. I have to take note of the irony that the, the Tony's goal is to become famous and everyone else's goal here is, okay, sure, he'll be famous, but as someone that no one wants around. <laughs> <laughs> because he's the building on fire. More infamous than anything. Yeah. Uh, I got two nudges. Poor Tony. I can use those and re-roll, right? Okay, yep. and I just roll re-roll three of them. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, I got two fives. Okay, um, you notice that there is a uh, in the very back there is a collection of um different like fabrics and things that could be used to do like a curtain across the stage if they so wanted. Um, that are hung up on this movable rack that they haven't put in place in front of the stage. So you, you the, the curtains in the back are uh, definitely like up against the wall, fabric material. Uh, might be a little bit harder to initially set on fire, but due to the how heavy the fabric is, once it's going, it's going to be a lot harder to put out as well. Okay. Cool. Okay, um, let's jump back to uh, Falcom and Tajmil then. Both of you give me a spirit roll. Okay. Two twos again. One. Did you hear me, Trevor? Uh, two twos. I got a uh, six, a five, and two threes, and a two. Okay, you needed the two threes. Somebody in the group did. Um, so you get on the other side of the door, and very luckily, um, there is nobody there. Brian, go ahead and spend another one of your spirit. Oh, yeah. Um, so you're standing in this hallway. Um, you 
think that you're okay for the uh, moment because it's not one of the ones that leads directly to the kitchen or anything like that. Um, but you do notice that at the end of the hallway, it opens up into the main, uh, foyer where you would normally come in through the front door. Um, there is a hallway halfway down going to the left and the right, and then there are rooms on the left and the right past where it forks off. Okay. Okay. And which direction do we know is the, uh, old man mansion? Uh, you believe that the... Uh, front of the house should be to your right, and uh, the back of the house should be to your left. Okay, the front of and back of the old house that we're like. Yeah, it, it kept the same the basic okay. orientation. They just added on to the front. Okay. Yeah, so it, it should be to your left somewhere. Okay, so we'll go ahead and I guess like try and find a side room that we can signal the rest of the group from. Okay, um, go ahead and give me a physique roll. Uh, Tajmil, you can add plus one for your stealth acrobatics. For a physique? Okay. Yep. I got two fours and a nudge. I got two fives, a six, a one, and a three. Okay, um... As you're walking through the hall, um, Tajmil leads the way, and he kind of just becomes the shadows. Um, he is able to kind of scope out this hallway and jumps down it, uh, pressing on the different parts of the, the nails and the wood and everything, um, coming up to these lanterns and putting them out as he goes. So you guys are walking through mostly darkness. Uh, but the end result of that is you're very confident that, like, nobody has seen or heard you, um, and you're able to make it to the far end of this hallway, which adjusts with the wall of the house where there is a uh, window there. Um, but as you get towards the end of this and you look down the hallway to your right, you do see a couple of people standing guard in front of a room about halfway down. Okay. Is this going to be, let me ask you a question really quick. Is this going to be any information that's useful to the other members of the group? Because I do have a pen and paper, right? Uh, I don't know if you do. I, I, I mean, it's in my inventory. Uh, if it's in your inventory, then yes. Okay. Am I able to sketch out a quick map? And let me see on, I got to check Sonichu to see what he can start doing on this. Messenger Crow. What is that? Which one? What does that mean again? Uh, he can seek out people that he has already met and deliver messages tied to his leg. Okay. Um, we, we were we were gonna use that once we find the side room to get the okay. rest of the people right. to I'll, where I'll we're at. I'll still keep proceeding then, and I'll save that until we can get that and get a full map. Uh, let me go ahead and draw draw a diagram real quick here. Okay. Are we gonna actually utilize mm. roll twenty? <laughs> this is a room we've done it oh, before I, I was like I was doing a diagram too during our first big battle oh yeah we had to draw the river and the tree okay um, so that's basically how it looks is you've got a couple of rooms uh, you're coming from this direction here is the window that goes to the outside um, and then this hallway right here to the right 
further down it is where you see a couple of people standing guard. Okay. Okay, and there's no rooms back towards where we are? Um, there are rooms that way, but they're not on the outside wall. Okay. So, that's like a window in a hallway. Yeah. That Tajmail sees. Okay. And we're coming from the arrows? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, and those are two guards, right? Right. Is there a way... So I I'm guessing that those two walls are parallel to one another. They're flush with one another at that gap. Um, what do you? Oh yeah, those are definitely are. I'm just saying, is there a way for me to angle a coin shot to distract them? Um, you might be able to. Um, if you're trying to bounce it off a wall that has a higher chance of backfiring, but you might be able to like even at an angle though. Well, just because it's going to make a coin when it ric- uh, a, a sound when it ricochets. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, like, you you have a, a chance for success, but I think there's also a higher chance of backfiring. Yeah. What What are you thinking, uh, Lord Falcon? I think we don't like reveal our presence if we don't have to. We need to find a way to like distract them. But I don't know if the coin shot is the right idea. I've got a distractionary bird. That's one of my powers. Okay. So, uh... Here's a crazy idea. We... Dude, I've got it. So that's All a window. Right. That's a window right there, right? No, I... Let, <laughs> let me go through mine first. I, I said it first. Okay. You coin shot through the window, send Sonichu out, screaming, distractionary... Also, with a message to the people, those guards go to investigate and look out the window at the bird that just flew out it, and it sounds like the bird broke the glass. And then we knock them out from behind and stuff them in one of those rooms. Okay, that works. That works. I was going to say, I steal run across the hall and go out the window, break it, hang on the outside take my bird out, set him on the ledge, and have him just scream octong, and when they come over, then I grab him and pull him out the window. I think the steel running through the hallway and out the window is more of a just, like, they'll be aware of that first. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Let's do that. Let's do that. Whereas a coin zipping by, they won't even see that. They'll hear the glass break, and then they'll see a bird flying around, and then it flies back out the window. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, let's do that then. So, I think he should be screaming follow instead of octong though. Yes, there you go. Follow. Yeah, that's that that is more relevant. So then what, what I do don't I need know to do if this? it matters what the screaming bird is saying. I think I would just go look at the screaming bird. <laughs> we need to be careful from here on out when we use our alamancy as well because they might have the seekers up and running. We will get some cover from the party, especially with that pompous fool burning steel or iron or whatever it is he's doing to make his cape flutter. But, um, you know, I'm not as not as quick to knock them out without my pewter, and that might be a chance that we get given away. I I think that we're well enough prepared if we take two people from behind. Tajmil, 
only use your Allomancy for the one coin push to knock him outside. Do I have to drink a steel vial then? Um, yeah, you, you, you'll you say you already have drank one. Okay. Alright, so, uh, what what do I do for this roll? Uh, is, is still is, pushing. Are we decided on this plan then? What's that? Are we are we decided on this plan then? Yeah, I'm guessing uh, that we're gonna knock. Do them you out have anything better, Fatim? I think that it's the best way to get to one of those rooms so we can quietly. I I don't think we're gonna find a way to distract those guards, that won't cause them to come to us. So our best chance is to handle them quickly from behind, stuff them in that room. The one, the one factor that I might recommend is we get help to us before we try and take them out because if once we have tame in here then uh we'll be able to make full use of our powers without giving ourselves away but how do you propose we we get them inside at this point um she uh says watch this and she goes and she kind of peeks around the corner and in uh she's gonna we do a good sequel for her. Plus one. Um, she gracefully just kind of leaps across the hallway in a flash. Her um, dark dress kind of like helping her blend in as she rolls close to the ground and is on the other side of the uh, hallway. Really glad I didn't blow that roll and be like, oh, sorry, guys, you blew it because the NPC did. Oh, man, that would have sucked. <laughs> It'd be like the Prince of Awesome. Hey, check this out. Oh shit! <laughs> Falcom is gonna like mime opening the window so we can get the bird out. Yeah, she walks over and she undoes a latch and the window goes up easy. Okay, so is it safer to try and have the bird fly across or should I try and roll across with the bird? Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say Fatim can't really participate in this discussion from across the hall. Well, no, no, I I understand. I'm kind of asking Tajmil. Um, I was honestly thinking about, and I know. Uh, see, this is a part. It's a crow. I mean, will I he be gonna... quiet as he goes outside to deliver the message? He needs to be quiet. Yes. So we're, we're not, not we're, we're not gonna knock him out anymore. Not right now. We're going to wait till they know where we are and at least can try and come from outside that window. Um, ooh, boy, That's why oh, Fatim boy. rolled over there is to open the window without alerting people. All right, so then I'm just going to put a steel coin in his mouth and launch that <laughs> son of a bitch as fast as I can out there. Um, or cop I don't think that's how the fast bird special works. I don't think you put it in oh. his mouth. I think that, like... You you tie first of all, what does the message say? Uh it's gonna describe the window that we're at and uh like I assume that the bird's gonna come back, so we're also gonna say follow the bird and give like a rough description of the window and we'll tell him that it's open. I got a I got a tertiary idea to this entire situation. There's this window, and we need to sneak past these guards, and that's the whole point, ultimately. Like, can we go out the window and sort of shimmy or, or hang and cross somehow? Uh, you're on, still on the first floor for the moment. Oh, well then why can't we just go out the window and then just go around it, look for another window? 
I mean, we're going to have to sneak by him then and then get outside, send the messenger, then find a window inside. But I'm just saying, like, won't, wouldn't it be better to maybe wait until we find the final area that we need to be? Then we can have a total map, essentially, of, of wh where, where we need to meet up through the chaos and everything. I think once we get the the copper cloud on us, then we can use our allomancy a bunch. Okay, but I mean, we could. Wouldn't this be a prime opportunity for maybe maybe me to lay down one of them bags of marbles? <laughs> <laughs> that is your prerogative and your prerogative alone. Ooh, I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna do it. it it's a pretty dark hallway. I'm guessing it. It's not like I, a super well lit hallway, is it? Uh, the one I would do the bird darker, message the first. The one that they're in is fairly well lit. Okay, I'll put it in the dark hallway then. I'll put I'll put him along the dark hallway. <laughs> so brave one, one, one of the right in one front of, of you bags. guys. <laughs> yeah, right behind him. Well, there's gonna be chaos. I mean, if this place is going ablaze, they're gonna be running all over the place. Well, hopefully, we're like somewhere more important by then. So, what what's what's the plan then? Are we? Am I gonna send the bird out then, or? Yeah, just send the bird right. out, okay. tell it quiet, deliver the message to, I forget their names. Okay. So then Glib what you and Taman. Which role is that? Is that a Sonichu role? Um, I'm going to give you a physique role plus one for stealth acrobatics. Okay. So wait, you're so just five. throwing Sonichu towards the window? Yeah, and I imagine that, like, Sonichu is used to this at this point. Eat him out a window. Yeah, and I imagine that that's, Sonichu that's is how birds fly. used to that kind of treatment at this point. <laughs> this is true. Like, he does just throw it. Sonichu I got three sixes and two twos. <laughs> I'm sorry? Three sixes and two twos. Okay, yeah, so you, uh, you, like, right through the tar bullseye, like, Sonichu understands what's going on. He kind of tightens up. Um, gets as aerodynamic as possible. You toss him through. He doesn't even flap his wings until he gets out the window. Um, I'm going to give you guys a uh, plus one to stealth if you want to try and uh, make it across just because that went off without a hitch with the three nudges. All right, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to ride that momentum then. Yeah, I'll get across too, I guess. Go ahead. You just fleet us. Can I get a plus one to physique for the stealthy ac or yeah stealth acrobatics? Um yeah, you get plus one for that, plus one for Sonic choose one going forward, and I think that about covers it for you. Okay. Three Six. fives and a nudge for my physique roll. Dang. So I do a quick little combat roll across. Oh. I got ooh. I got three threes, a four, a one, and a three. Yeah, that's fine. You get three threes is good. It's a difficulty okay. two. Oh, oh no no sorry 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 three sixes a three a four and a one. Uh, you can spend a two of those sixes to re-roll the rest. Okay. I was afraid I was gonna get in a situation like this. I got two ones a four and a six. Okay. Um, <laughs> with the. Nudge, what ends up happening is that as you go to jump across, um, you think that one of them 
caught the corner of caught you from the corner of their eye and you see them start to turn their head towards you but they're not 100% certain that they saw something okay i can live with that uh and let's go ahead and jump back over to tony and merida um tony you've been having your conversation with uh fauster and his wife oh did i seriously close my notes with all of the names in it that's unfortunate <laughs> Whoops. Uh, that's unimportant. Um, so, um, as you are sitting there chatting, um, your mother walks over and puts a hand on your shoulder and says, Excuse me, could I borrow my son for a few moments from you, uh, lovely people? Tony immediately frowns and does the slow head turned in horror back to <laughs> the voice that he recognizes. Hello, mother. Hello, Alphonse. Told you to call me Tony. Tony, like, gives the placating smile back to Falster. I have some things I would speak with you about. Tony reluctantly drags his feet as he follows her. Alphonse, you understand the position that I'm in, don't you? With your father in jail? No. Alphonse, our family house was not in a great position before the Catasandra. But a new world means unlimited opportunity. And your father was, albeit a tad aggressive, in situating up the situating the Larue family to possibly flourish. We are on the precipice here. Our family could be made or broken in the next twenty years. And you are just playing fantasy, to try and copy your cousin, and not you're not even being successful about it. So. Be honest with me, Alphonse. When does this farce end? When are you going to come learn about the family business and join the family truly and step into your father's role? Your sister does what she can, but she's only one person. We we need a strong right hand, Tony, and I am giving you one last chance to forsake this silly dream of becoming famous and focus on helping your family. Mother, you and I both know that I've never had a strong right hand. <laughs> but I'm good at my magic. And you're going to see the best magic show you've ever seen tonight. And then Tony uses one of his flash papers to, like, flash in her face and then scurry off. <laughs> while she's blinded by the brightness. Um, As you get farther away... Um, you hear some regret in her voice as, uh, you hear the words, so be it then. And I think that is a good place for us to call it this episode. Um, thank you everyone so much for listening. Uh, it's exciting to finally get into the meat of this thing, even if it's a little slow going. Uh, but, uh, I'm really excited to, uh, unveil some things, have some fun with some magic shows and, uh, steal from Lord Spook. So, We'll see everybody again in two weeks. Thanks for Thank listening. You. Bye. 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 
Mistborn and all related properties are owned by Brandon Sanderson and Dragonsteel Entertainment. The Mistborn Adventure Game is a product of Crafty Games. Special thanks to Steve Argyle for letting us use his artwork for the logo, and to Boardroom Design for putting the logo together for us. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LLOS Podcast, or give us an email at lostlegendsofscadriel at gmail.com. We hope that you'll like and share and give us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. I am okay, I'm recording. recording. So we talk about recording. black magic, devil's food cake, birthday cake ice cream. Have you guys ever top. had devil's food cake where they put actual like deviled eggs in the cake? Ew. That sounds awful. It's really pretty good. Oh, it's pretty good. That sounds disgusting. That sounds awful. I would honestly try that. Trevor, you enjoy food sins. <laughs> This is the guy who put ketchup in his milk. Blended pizza. When he was six. <laughs>